My talk following on from Jenny's is called The King on High. We've looked at lowly shepherds. We've heard from Jenny of the rejected lowly shepherds and their key elevated part in the nativity story. We know of three gifts from the wise men, gold, frankincense and myrrh, but there was also an empty gift. The precious gifts were usually offered to a king, and as the Queen of Sheba had done to King Solomon, uh, you can read about that in 1 Kings 10. But who promised secretly an empty gift? Yes, it was King Herod. The king, the Romans had exalted to the position, they called him the King of the Jews. They named him that when he was only 33 years old. And it's a title that he actually held for some 40 years until one day three wise men, a star and a tiny baby arrived. The empty gift of Herod was this, a special gift, he said, to go himself and worship the baby-born king. Herod then followed in a mad fury and fear and orders the killing of the innocents all boys below two years old and younger. Herods still exist today. The Taliban Herods killed 143 children in those classes and then they asked, what shall we do now? Matthew's Gospel says that after describing the parents weeping after the slaughter of the innocents, that Herod died. All Herods die, but all of Jesus. It's this, whosoever loses their life for me will find it. Please note that King Herod asked the wise men, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? That's in Matthew 2 verse 2. So the supposed king of the Jews, as appointed by Rome, asks the same question. That's somewhat surprising, isn't it? Now, King Jesus' name is worth looking at. Jesus, in the Greek form, is a Greek form of Joshua, which means saviour. The name gives the job function, doesn't it? Saviour. The title Christ is the equal in Hebrew of the term Messiah, which means anointed. What do you do in king-making? You anoint him. Was not David, his ancestor, anointed? We in the chapel are here to teach and share the good news, the gospel, not only at Christmas, but all year. The good news of the coming king, the king on the high place, the high place of coming a second time, the second half, if you're a sportsman, the second half with Jesus Christ, taking over the kingdoms of the earth. If you look in Revelation, the seventh angel, now the word seventh is important, seven is the perfect number in scripture. The kingdoms of this world have become kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. What title does King Christ Jesus carry? 
King of kings and Lord of lords. That's in Revelation 19, at verse 16. But it also says that on his robe are those words, and it's on his thigh as well. The caring Christ becomes the coming king to replace the selfish leaders of this age. And they become changed, caring leaders under the rule of Christ in that perfect time. The Apostle John shows us our future roles as Christians in helping Jesus in this. Again, it's in Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Our preparation for this everlasting king's kingdom includes little things, just little things. But in all of those, he wants faithfulness in all the little things. So as we succeed in his training, he finally can say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your Lord. May the joy be yours this Christmas. May you see the baby manger, but to know from the baby manger the king on high. May you know truth in the words that follow. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb is in the midst of the throne. He will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. These are the words of Revelation 7, verse 15 to 17. Amen. Oh,